for female sexual dysfunction, male erectile dysfunction, and more aesthetic procedures for men and women, call Downtowns. Call Downtowns Healthcare at 303-292-9992. That's 303-292-9992. Welcome to Downtowns Healthcare. On another exciting episode of Animation Deliberation, we're putting down the ODM gear so that we could test out a new utility belt on grappling hooks. We've gathered the roundtable of Gotham to discuss all things Batman animation in anticipation for Matt Reeves' The Batman hitting theaters this week, right after these ads we have no control over. For female sexual dysfunction, male erectile dysfunction, and more aesthetic procedures for men and women, call Downtowns. Call Downtowns Healthcare at 303-292-9992. That's 303-292-9992. Welcome to Downtowns Healthcare. Sing along if you know the words. One, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. 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 Yeah, (laughs) We got so into actually, like we remembered the lyrics at the last second and actually started singing along. We were too nervous to actually do it. Social anxiety. Woo! I mean, the the lyrics are starting to resonate, and that's what we're going for. This is Animation (laughs) Deliberation, the podcast where we take action action animation seriously, but not too seriously. I'm one of your hosts, Zuhara Lee. And we got the roundtable of Gotham joining us today to talk about all things Batman animation. First off, co-host, Jay Scotty Sinclair, how are you? Doing fantastic. Ready to talk some Batman. eh, Batman. eh, Bat animation. (laughs) It's tough to say. Batman animation. (laughs) so sold that i just love how i love how it sounds even if it doesn't roll off the tongue <laughs> i'll get it down eventually next up we have the host of the 323 with reed murphy mr reed murphy himself how are you hello i'm doing good how are you all doing doing pretty great glad to have you all yes thanks for having us and last off one of the coolest teachers you will ever see in the classroom miss emily sissel sissel yeah, when you guys were doing all that reading of the uh, the feedback, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard about how <laughs> confident Zoo was in correcting my name, and he said it incorrectly. Yeah, it was I... indeed said correctly the first time. <laughs> yeah, as I recall, it was uh, Andrew Rogers that got the pronunciation right the first time, and then yeah, Andrew corrected him with the mispronunciation. So um, it's worth mentioning that Andrew's not with us today. I'll. We didn't come up with an excuse for his absence, but I'm going to say he was uh, sent undercover by Commissioner Gordon. To, nice. Uh, yeah. He said right. uh, Robin Training School. Yeah. Is he about to be I, the 50 millionth Robin? Yeah. <laughs> Give or take. I won't call him the boy one day. But... <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to put his engineer skills to use. Maybe he's more of like a Lucius Fox protege. There we go. Yeah. I think he would appreciate that. That seems to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we mentioned on the last episode Andrew uh, was on Source Pages, a reading collective to talk about The Long Halloween and a couple other uh, Batman origin comics so if there is more that you want to listen to please go check them out hosted by BVK and Haley Hobbs and you already find your podcast but we are talking all things Batman animated uh, we all have a history of just watching shows and 
series and movies and shorts and there's there's no shortage of batman content and with the movie coming out this week we're just reliving it all like are you guys looking forward to this movie even though it's like the 80th million one out it looks so good it looks so good i've been i've been anticipating this one for years since it was announced that matt reeves was going to be directing i figured he was like a perfect directorial choice for this and so far everything that we've seen it looks like it's meeting all expectations and probably more yeah yeah i echo those sentiments matt reeves is an excellent director i love cloverfield i love his two entries on the recent planet of the apes trilogy and then the cast is completely star-studded robert pattinson was actually my first choice for batman so i was super pleased to hear that he was cast and then paul dano who's going to be our riddler is definitely one of my favorite actors out there he's has a really uh talent a really great talent for portraying very unlikable uh characters so i'm interested to see how he brings the riddler to life the fact that they're using the riddler who is my like all-time favorite villain for dc i just think he's so cool just in the comics in the animated series just like somebody that just like is super intelligent, hyper intelligent, and just tells riddles to people. I think it's a hilarious way to make a villain. Um, mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. it, they just don't utilize the the Riddler ever enough, and mm-hmm. especially in live action. Getting him live action like this makes me so yeah. stoked. Yeah, he did a really great job in the in the Batman animated series. And one of the things that I love about mm-hmm. a lot of DC animated content is that they kind of let DC. I mean, the DC just lets the creators do whatever they want. They're just like, we have another animated movie idea. It's like, cool. You don't have to explain anything to us. Go have fun with it. And that's something that the live action has failed to do. They're under the studio's thumb. Everything has to be perfect. They fail at it a lot of times. You know, they have the good moments in this and that. But DC live action has been suffering quite a bit. And as soon as I saw the Batmobile and the tactical boots and the Riddler's like new look, which I don't think we've ever seen before. I think no. that was that was enough convincing for me that the studio was finally like, you know what? Do whatever you want. Have fun with it. Yeah, it looks incredible. Ever since we got that teaser trailer where Battinson revealed himself and just said, I'm vengeance. I've been sold since then. So The vampires yeah. finally become the bat. Yeah. And could there be anybody more perfect for that with the last name Pattinson? Right. I mean, you had Batfleck, but Batson is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> All right. Any other uh, points that you guys, or any thoughts, or predictions, or anything you're looking forward to in particular about this film before we get into the animated stuff? Potential of Druid coming in and being a villain. There's all those rumors oh. that uh, the guy playing that played Druid, Barry Keegan, Token. yeah, Keegan. Keegan. potential yeah. that he'll be the Joker. Ooh. Pretty exciting. Huh. Yeah, there's been some rumors about that, which makes me stoked because he's a very, very talented actor and he's a young actor, so he can have some chops in the DC. Like, he could go a long time. Yeah, I'm not sure I've ever seen him in anything else, but he killed it in his performance of Eternal. So that, in whatever capacity he shows up in the Batman, I'm sure I'd be down for it. He's got a small but memorable role in Dunkirk. And then the one I would recommend to anybody that's a fan of Barry Keegan at all check out The Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's him and Colin Farrell, and his performance is absolutely riveting and makes me super excited for the future of his career. He's he's great. Ooh, man. He could have some 
chemistry already because don't we have a uh, Colin Farrell as the penguin? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess the last thing I'll say is I'm just excited to um, see how this film really embraces like the noir and detective angle. And I think in a lot of these animated um, counterparts that we'll bring up, that's, that's one of the through lines of Batman. Christopher Nolan's trilogy kind of delved into that area a little bit, but never enough for me. So I'm excited to, to see this one really embrace that detective quality. Yeah, Nolan's stuff was definitely, um, in hindsight, there was more fascination with the villains than there ever was with Batman himself. Sure. And the situations he was kind of put in. So it, it'll be nice to have uh, the Dark Knight as kind of like the primary thing. Uh, but Andy Serkis definitely is going to be catching my eye quite a bit. Uh, if we get more of like the Marine badass Alfred, that would be incredible. And Andy Serkis <laughs> doing all of that. Yeah. I don't think I'm ready for it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we talk about the animated stuff, uh, Reed and Emily, is there anything that you would like to plug right on the top? Um, I mean, just the three two three with Reed Murphy available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the streaming platforms, really, and YouTube. Our YouTube page, the three two three Network, where you can also catch up on Emily's podcast. Yeah, Emily Sissel asked what if, where I take the concept of what if, but with sports moments and history and how they impact society as a whole, yada, yada, yada. But I also speak at a lot of uh, conventions, various uh, comic cons and anime cons and stuff like that about my use of comics in the classroom. So like you see that anywhere. My next one will probably be at Awesome Con in Washington, D.C., uh, I might get Otacon next and stuff like that, uh, but I am also applying for New York Comic Con, so if I get accepted, nice. you'll see me on the real big international stage, whereas I've only been national stage so far. Everything so she does is much more poignant and produced than uh, the 323. The 323 is fun, but you can get a lot of, this you get a true, lot, yeah. you get where the poignant <laughs> stuff on what if, then you go to the 323 and you get me and Zoo singing Rihanna, Rihanna's verse <laughs> from that Eminem song. Yeah, like mine is very much like quick, like 15 to 20 minutes of like history and cool, like cultural things and stuff like that. And then you. <laughs> they're talking yeah. about the hottest coaches. Yeah, we go. Yeah, we go. We go on a 20 minute butts. rant about who's the most huggable coach in the NFL. <laughs> and like my ranking of NFL butts. And my next time, next episode will be my ranking of top Canadians ever. <laughs> yes. Nice. A little bit of everything for everyone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was definitely a good time being on that one episode, and uh, it's it's great to listen to. Super Bowl week was so much fun to listen to anticipation of that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, with all that good to go. Uh, so, full transparency, pulled this idea out of my ass out of nowhere yesterday. You can curse. It's it's a lot of sleeping. We try not to. Yeah. I have to I have to watch my mouth, and I'm really bad at it, so it slips from time to time. But yeah, let's try to. Wait, her eyes can. lit up. Don't, yeah, don't let it like inhibit what you want to say or anything okay. like that. It, given the fact that it's animated content, we try to make it as kin kid friendly as possible. So I do censor yeah. any super explicitives. But like I said, don't let it hold you back if you're on a rant. It's not the end of the world. I curse like a sailor. Sorry, that just. So yeah, so uh, I did that on your cast too. But yeah, I pulled it out of my backside. Um, so what I want to do is we're going to go 
we're going to take this round table and we're going to go one by one, just naming any series or film that's been like impactful, uh, whether it's something you remember fondly as a kid, whether it's something recent that you're just a big fan of. Um, and just talking about the different, the different platforms that Batman has been on, uh, the different voice actors, the different variations, the different styles. Like, so we're just going to go through and just talk Batman. Uh, so Reed, why don't you kick us off? What is a series or a movie that just stands out to you, Batman related? Well, I can give you, I can give you one of each. The one that stands out the most to me, and people never really talk about it as much, is the Batman animated series from mm-hmm. the mid 2000s i believe like 2004 it was on the i think wb kids saturday yeah. mornings i'd wake up and watch that and that was like i already knew batman pretty well from justice league and the original animated series but it was that one on wb kids i just like really started to fall in love with the character i love the style of it i love that i love the versions of the villains on there like their version of Mr. Freeze still really like sticks out to me mm-hmm. and just kind of tear. They're also, they had like a terrifying Rasta Joker mm-hmm. on there, which that was one of the better ones, but I, that one just never gets enough love to me. And I, that was my favorite growing up. And I still, I found it on HBO max a couple of weeks ago and got back into it. Love the dynamic between the whole bat family Robin and Batgirl's annoying sibling relationship with each other, <laughs> which I would love to see somehow adapted here in the Matt Reeves movies, also mm. called The Batman. Mm-hmm. I do wonder, how do you all feel about the the before Batman? Are you a Batman no. or the Batman? Uh, I go I go both ways with it. It's like if people are referring to him as Batman, they have like a familiarity with him. And there's a rapport there. Whereas I like when like the villains or the henchmen are like, oh no, it's the Batman. It just gives him like mm-hmm. this like otherworldly like kind of monstrous feel. Mm-hmm. I I can kind of going off of status with this. Um, I feel like if the movie does well, it's going to be up on a pedestal. So when people are like, oh yeah, we watched the Batman, it's like no no the Batman. Yeah, the- we didn't just watch it's- any Batman. We just watched the Batman because the film was that amazing. You know. Right, people mm-hmm. that went Maddie to Ohio likes some State. stature to it. Th- that's what I was going to really? point yeah. out. The Ohio, yeah. Ohio yeah. State fans versus the right. Ohio State. The <laughs> Ohio State. It's the Batman. Yeah. So that that is my that's my go to animated series for Batman. If it comes to a movie, uh, it was a few years ago, The Killing Joke. They adapted, okay. and that was I was really anticipating that because I just love that they brought back Kevin Conroy. And Mark yeah. Hamill to do the voices for that insanely, that insanely good story, and to see it finally like adapted and using those characters from the series that we all grew up on in this much more adult story, I thought that was awesome. So, Killing Joke is one of those movies that I haven't watched again since I saw it at that theater limited release, which. Mm-hmm they overbooked that theater to the point where like people were sitting on the staircase trying to watch it. Uh, So it was, but there was, there was a level of overhype to that movie for me because I went in super excited. There was so much craze over theaters, you know, overbooked, but 
I walked out whelmed. I wasn't hmm. as blown away, and I don't know if like people just set the bar too high and it just hadn't happened to watch it. And then the whole like uh, Bruce and Barbara getting it on was uh, something that yeah. was just talked about so much that it it kind of like clouded everything else about that movie. So I do need to take the time to kind of watch it again and maybe appreciate it a little bit more than like what my initial viewing of it was. Yeah, I'm kind of in a similar place as you, Zuhair. I didn't see it in theaters, but I, I caught it on one of the streaming platforms uh, not long after it came out. And I had read the graphic novel, The Killing Jokes. So the whole exploration of Barbara's backstory and the relationship with Bruce uh, was definitely an odd choice in my opinion. But I did want to circle back to The Batman um, just for a little bit, just because that's a, a cartoon that I have not watched. But I think I recall seeing it um, like, on commercial like commercials and whatnot that is the one that was like uh computer animated right one of the first ones that was like 3d computer animated am i it was the same style as the early 2000s scooby-doos right right yeah this oh, one was it okay yeah this okay. one came right before such that. a weird comparison yeah, <laughs> but it was and it was almost like a you it could was, almost have a was, perfect crossover no it was because <laughs> i like i looked at the at like their, it's one of my favorite animation styles is uh -huh. what they did and what the new uh what's new scooby-doo series did um okay. probably just because i grew up watching it to, so to me it feels like comfort and home when i see it sure uh but that's they did a lot with batgirl in that series like okay. a lot and they did a lot with poison ivy this was like one of the first times they actually made poison ivy not like this sex symbol they kind of made her a little more complicated than just mm -hmm. that so she really was menacing like she had that mm -hmm. uh the seduction vibe to her but the result of anybody who got in her way was always like horrific to it was like seduction in that like i'm a confident woman not like mm -hmm. i'm gonna take my clothes off <laughs> seduction, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> which was what they mostly used poison ivy for for a long time no she was she's definitely a boss oh yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> Two of the, I think, most iconic things from that series were kind of running through my head as you first brought it up. One of them being every time that Batman was in the Batmobile and it was like the, the car itself wasn't ever moving, but it kind of had like the moving lines. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like it, 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 if you were to show that to somebody who doesn't have any relationship, they probably think it's the cheesiest looking thing, but it's, it's so cool in memory, right? Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, as you were explaining it, um, Joker's version of Jingle Bells. What's <laughs> running through oh. my head trying to make sure I remember the words? It's so iconic. Wow. I remember, the, yeah. Jingle Bells, Jingle Batman Bells, smells, Batman Robin smells, Robin Lady. Robin <laughs> the oh. Batmobile <laughs> lost the wheel and Joker, Joker got <laughs> <laughs> That was originally used in Batman the Animated Series, if I'm not mistaken, because I've been singing that version since I was like four or five years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. Mm hmm. It was I just the way it. he sang it. <laughs> yeah, sure. It was so good. Yeah, even Robin was so confused. He's like, "What? What's going on right now?" What? <laughs> <laughs> for something to be weird for the Joker is very discomforting, and you could see it on Robin's Robin's two D face. <laughs> the makings of a good Joker. Oh yeah, I mean everything about those character designs—they're—they're they're just so simple and. They really do stand the test of time. 
the dialogue, the character development between all the villains. And this is something that I haven't even, I don't think I've ever watched since I was a kid. Like I've seen clips and stuff here on Facebook, but overall it's just, it's something that's really embedded in my memory in a positive way more than anything else. Yeah. I think it's just, like, I think it's like just real strong nostalgia that gets it for me going like from that, it would like lead right into Shallon showdown and, some oh, yeah. version of Yu-Gi-Oh that was on right after it. Oh, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh for like three hours straight. Yeah. And then <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh and then Yu-Gi-Oh GT. It was yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, the the original Yu-Gi-Oh and GT are stuff that I still rewatch from time to time. And then of course Pokemon always hit those mornings as well. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did. <laughs> I think Lucha Libre would come on. It was yes! a, it was ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my childhood. Well, I think that's where DC got most people. Like, most generations was that classic Saturday morning cartoon where you're eating the cereal out of a way too big of a bowl. Mm -hmm. And you're, like, getting up to make sure that you make it on time because, you know, we didn't have streaming then. And I I feel like they, like, when they started with that, that's what got so many people hyped about certain heroes because they put them in those shows that early. Yeah. And then we had um, recording on VCRs. If we couldn't make it on a certain Saturday. Oh, yeah. Make sure you actually had it set. Yeah. If you had it, I never had it set. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things, like, I could never get up that early for school, but if it was to watch Batman and Yu-Gi-Oh, I was up no problem. Worth it. (laughs) Man, good times, good times. And I feel old. (laughs) (laughs) Us millennial generation. Oh, I'm a millennial, but I think I've got like a good three or four years on all of you guys. Were you the so my my sister was born in '98, and I call her the the beta testers of the 2000s. I I was like, you're not you're not quite a '90s kid. They were just kind of like seeing what the 2000s would come out like. So, do you feel that way with us right now? I was I was born in '90s, so a little bit, little bit like. As we get older, age means less and less. It does. But yeah. back when you were yeah. a kid like that, it was very a few years made all the difference in the world in terms yeah. of like what you were watching and what you were experiencing. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. a maturity thing. As I mean, yeah. kids they're miles apart at certain age levels. Oh yeah, for sure. Versus by the time you reach a certain age, your brain's fully developed and you're about as competent as you're gonna get (laughs) yeah i recently saw that uh there's an animated series from my childhood that i remember watching on cartoon network like religiously called swat cats and i sent it to zuhair and andrew um in a group chat and neither one of them had any idea what i was talking about (laughs) i was like okay i'm excited for this one you don't have to be (laughs) i have to google that now because swat cats just like struck something in my brain (laughs) it was like something in the anthropomorphic fighter pilot cats that fought like kaiju of various kinds and it was awesome and they're rebooting it i'll watch it (laughs) oh i remember these guys swat cats yep Oh, the '90s or something. You see, this is what this is what when you talk about like Batman animated series or any of those movies, it's all like nostalgic for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we grew up watching it. So, like for mine, for example, my introduction to DC and even like comics and stuff like that, it started with Scooby Doo. Now mm-hmm. that's because I was a military family, and when you live overseas, you have access to exactly one channel, mm-hmm. um, and it only shows certain things. So it was always Scooby Doo. 
And so my introduction was like the 1970s Scooby-Doo when they had they would have the Harlem Globetrotters, but they would also have the Batman episodes. Um, yep. And so like any of the pairings of like Scooby-Doo and Batman, that's what got me. So then I started reading like comics and stuff like that until I moved on to better better things like Marvel. Um, <laughs> so like the Shots. most the most recent one for me is scooby-doo and batman the brave and the bold which was in 2018 but it like okay. did the animation style of those like 2003 2004 so they did like more of a classic animation style and they had like an older voice cast so they had like matthew lilliard doing shaggy and stuff like that um but for batman they had was it diedrich Bader? Batter. Yeah, Diedrich Bader. Bader. Diedrich Bader. Thank you. Yep. Um, which at least like for me growing up, that that's definitely a Batman voice that sticks for me. But if you want to talk about like a detective line, anytime they paired with Scooby Doo is when they laid more heavily into detective work and a detective, you know, Batman side between side. I just had to Google Batman Scooby Doo, and there's just this great clip of Batman driving a mystery machine with the yes, with the gang in the back <laughs> yes. and Joker just like flipping in. Uh, <laughs> there, there's been so many episodes of that where they'll pair up, and that they always play really heavily into like that more like crime solving, like solving mystery side, and less like you know gadgets and fights, which oh, I always thought was so super cool. Great. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, like you were talking about the like classic 70s version of Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. I think they got like Adam West to come and do the voice for Batman they on those did. episodes and like Cesar Romero as the Joker and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they did. definitely they quality were, stuff. I, re- I remember those fondly as well. They were fantastic episodes and they would all, I mean like Batman and Robin always had such a close relationship with Shaggy and Scooby and I right. was like, hilarious <laughs> because it's Batman and then it's like Shaggy. <laughs> Right, <laughs> Scooby and Robin. I see the comparison, but Shaggy and Batman. Soinks. <laughs> yeah, you have one Gee, guy soinks, running. Batman. <laughs> you have one guy's you know, running away, and the other running towards the danger. <laughs> yep. I wonder yeah. if he kept any uh, Scooby snacks in his utility belt. Oh, he had to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's the only way he could get them out. They had so many different movies, though like all throughout the years it was just it's because dc owns scooby-doo why they were they always paired them together but like it always makes me happy it worked even the comics they still run comic lines of batman and scooby-doo it's amazing it's just a classic combo Mm -hmm. yeah uh just got it why don't you take the next one yeah for the next one i'm gonna focus on a film and it's one of the lesser celebrated animated films in my opinion but it came out in 2008 right before the dark knight released in theaters and it's called batman gotham knight and it was kind of like the precursor to star wars visions so you get six anime style anthology stories and it's missing some of the classic hallmarks of batman there is no joker there is no robin but it is just such a unique and excellently animated uh, film that I I had to bring it up. It's like, they're all loosely kind of connected. The first one is like these four kids that are skateboarding and they all meet up and they're like, you'll never believe what I just saw. And they like basically tell about these various interactions with Batman where they describe him as like 
a living shadow or like a monstrous actual man bat. One kid kind of sees him as like a robo mech. But then finally at the end, Batman comes crashing through while he's fighting this enemy and you get to see what he looks like firsthand. And just really, really riveting and, and really cool to see the various animation styles. And actually one of the studios from Star Wars Visions that did what is arguably the best episode, The Ninth Jedi, production ig they did one of these episodes they did the episode crossfire which kind of follows two cops that are part of gordon's major crimes unit and they're kind of having a debate about the nature of batman is he a crime fighter is he a vigilante should they be supporting him and the next thing you know they get caught in between the fire between the maroney family and the russians and they almost get killed but batman arrives on the scene and gets to demonstrate what a hero he is but um from there he battles killer croc he has an interaction with Lucius Fox where he gets to like test out this electromagnetic pulse that deflects bullets, but he ends up accidentally um, hurting a, a henchman with the ricochet and he has to like deliver him to the hospital. And he's like, I'm willing to put my life on the line, but it has to be my life. If I'm putting other people in danger, it's no go. So uh, I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. There's a really good sequence with Deadshot as well, which uh, we've had live action versions of Deadshot, but I have yet to be satisfied. I think Deadshot would be the perfect villain for a, a Batman film in live action. It would be. I feel like Deadshot's very hard to track down. Yeah. Yes. I I remember Gotham Knights pretty vividly. I think I still have the DVD somewhere. And you're right. The different animation styles used to tell those stories. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's worth mentioning Kevin Conroy does the, does the voice in every single one of them. So He's a god. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at um at some Google images of it and the the look definitely looks familiar, but I don't think I've I, seen it. I can't recall anything. This scene of Deadshot versus Batman does look really cool. But yeah, I'm going to have to put this on my list and check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it and like I said, they're all loosely connected, so they kind of flow from one into the next. You have like the backstory of the Russians versus the Maronis, but I remember when he gets when he's fighting Killer Croc, he gets bitten, and then in the next episode, he's he's not bleeding from the same space, but he's or the same place, but he's he's still grievously injured. And you get to like have a flashback to time he spent in India, where he learned to like deal with his pain, and he was working with this woman named Cassandra. And she basically like taught him how to walk on hot coals, sleep on needles and all this stuff. And she tells him at the end, it's like your pain. I can't help you overcome it. I don't know if you'll ever be able to overcome it. You're just going to have to learn to work through it, which really speaks to the character of Batman. He's like, yeah, ever since those two bullets got fired off in crime Valley or crime alley, not crime Valley, crime alley, <laughs> he's, uh, he's been trying to stop them. And yeah. It's a different take on Batman. Like I said, it's missing Robin. It's missing the Joker, but it's it's still great just to kind of focus on some of the lesser known villains and, and get to see Batman in a different light. Yeah, there's there's so much that goes on with developing Batman villains that not having those characters, you're really not you're not necessarily missing anything. Like there's there's certain heroes where it's like if like this needs to have that and if you don't put them together it just doesn't work or it's more boring or it's missing something and batman is one of those characters or one of those universes that's just never had that problem there's always something that you can do with any of the villains 
and just make it interesting. Like even recently, like Batman Hush, they just threw in a new villain in there and it just worked. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of casual viewers are really uh, nervous about the Batman not necessarily having like the Joker as one of the main things or us not really seeing any kind of Robin and stuff. Um, and I feel like if they went and they like saw that, they could definitely see that like it's okay. There's so much other story and depth to that character that they don't need to put the Batman in immediately or put the Joker in immediately. <laughs> This picturing sure. like hugging, like trying to comfort a child, like shh, it's okay. It can be a good movie. It'll be alright without Joker. <laughs> but like you said, about, like you said about his villains, Batman has so arguably good. the greatest rogues gallery so in comics. I think it could be argued that between him and Spider Man, yeah, yeah, it's, you can it's take one the, of those two. You can take the Joker out and go for somebody like the Riddler. Penguin, Clayface, who I would still love to see in live action. I only That'd be want cool. Clayface if it's Harley Quinn Clayface. That's, <laughs> That's the only live action one I will take. An actor! <laughs> oh. I can't. I love him so much. Yeah. Well, I know we're focused... <laughs> yeah, I know we're focusing on animated stuff, but just with this through line about villains and not necessarily needing the Joker. My favorite live action Batman film is still Batman begins, which doesn't have the Joker at all. It's all focused on Raz or Rachel Ghul, mm-hmm. whatever your mm-hmm. preference is there and Scarecrow. And Emily, I know you mentioned that the Riddler is your, your favorite villain, but other than the Joker, I think Scarecrow is the best Batman villain because oh, apart from like the detective fine. nature, it's all about fear. I Batman never... uses fear. Scarecrow never, uses fear. Yeah, I never appreciated Scarecrow until the Titans show when they started mm. implementing yeah. him and Red Hood into the line. And all of a sudden, I was like, I'm at, like, I was like watching it at night by myself and I just had my lamp and my candle on and I was like, I'm scared right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I just caught up on that a few weeks ago and Scarecrow's definitely one of those people where it's terrifying. like his, his composure. And then his ability to just make you watch Batman fight himself. It just mm. his manipulation mm-hmm. tactics are amazing. I mean, it's a true it's a analysis sociopath. of a sociopath versus a psychopath, right? Somebody mm-hmm. that does everything without any kind of emotions, which is fascinating, far more fascinating than a psychopath because we can all we are all charged by emotions at some point. But I don't think really any of us have done something with no emotion all i'm gonna say because you know the pizza delivery scene (laughs) oh my Uh, god i was not okay with the pizza delivery scene that's all i'll say uh, and i'm gonna throw in an honorable mention before we go before we go to uh emily's pick and one of the coolest movies that i saw that was animated was assault on arkham and mm. I had watched this movie before Suicide Squad came on, and it really gave me a bar of what I was expecting of them. You had Harley, Deadshot, um, Killer Frost, Killer Croc, a lot of killers in there. Um, <laughs> their knockoff Spider-Man, was it just Black Spider, I think his name was? Yes. Uh, so, like, their interaction and their wittiness and just total disregard for each other's lives and stuff like that, like, that was a really cool movie, and Batman was in it very sparingly, but like his inclusion was enough. And it 
it goes to show like how much you can do with all the Batman villains. Again, Joker not even being necessary in that. Does Batman ever have like a Sinister Six type thing? I can't remember. I'm not an expert. I think everybody just gangs up against him. It's not really yeah. a, it'd be a cool set if they crew. Could, it'd be cool if they could get like a crew and like a name because that always makes you ten times cooler. It's kind yeah. of just like the madness of Gotham that they're just always they're so they get so sick of him that they have to end up working together, <laughs> yeah. everything to do something, and it kind of ends up destroying them. Yeah, Arkham find... Knight had Red Hood and Two Face mm. and Ivy and like it was just everybody Hood. trying to screw him over. But everybody always has this hesitation to like bring in the Joker. It's like we're willing to work together to some extent, but bringing the Joker in is like crossing a line, <laughs> and that shows real desperation. What is it? Uh, in the Marvel, it just reminds me in the Marvel comics, uh, the Civil War line. There's a moment when Cap uh, brings in the Punisher, and everybody's like, "We're bringing yeah. in the Punisher." Right. <laughs> Like, when he that's says where we've gone to. <laughs> My Marvel reference was um, uh, the second Thor movie where Loki was like, you must be truly desperate to call Or bringing in Zemo in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> bringing in Zemo. Yeah. There's always a moment when you're like, should we bring in that psychopath or yeah. not? <laughs> and you usually yeah. learn your lesson. And I feel like Batman goes through that a lot, especially because Catwoman is such a like back and forth. Yeah, yeah. That like a lot of times he'll work with her, and then he doesn't work with her, and it's like, should I work with her this time or not? And then she leaves him at the altar. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. yeah. Two <laughs> face just flips the coin for her whether she's going to be helpful or not. <laughs> mm. All right, Emily, what's your pick? Well, I did the the Scooby Doo and Batman, but I can do another the Lego Batman movie, Ooh. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> which was excellent. So I actually I still haven't seen that one yet. What? I haven't but either. I, haven't I did absolutely love him in the Lego movie. I yes. thought he was brilliant, <laughs> and I think it was one of those things where it's like I couldn't get someone to go to the theater with me because I still haven't been to the theater by myself, and oh. I just I never made the effort to do it after that. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to go see it. Yeah. It's effort. Quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw the Lego Batman in theaters. And I saw it by myself and I felt a little awkward because there were a lot of people there with kids and whatnot, but it's, it's still great. It's as much a Batman movie as it is a Lego movie. And it is kind of an ode and an homage to all adaptations of Batman. You get the campy stuff from the 1960s. They make allusions to the nineties films as well as Christopher (laughs) Nolan's movies. And um, it's worth mentioning that we were just talking about Catwoman. It's actually the first time we got Zoe Kravitz to voice Catwoman, and she's going to be our Catwoman in the upcoming The Batman. Oh, I didn't cool. realize that. I forgot yeah. that she had done the voice. I, yeah. I had forgotten about that. Um, yeah. And it's not like an animated series and stuff like that, but if you have not read the book uh, Catwoman Soul Stealer by Sarah J. Mass, it's an hmm. excellent look at Catwoman and Ivy and a lot of the female villains, as well as a version of batman and it's really it's really really fascinating it's not a graphic novel it is an actual book um but it's it's really really good they did a whole kind they did all kinds of series uh pairing with different ya authors dc and so they have like different books for different like 
villains and heroes. I think they do have a Batman one. <laughs> but I feel like it's a, especially because we're going to get Catwoman, it's a good look at her kind of versatility, her back and forth. We came prepped with recommendations. Yeah, yeah you did. we didn't we we lied at the start we didn't even know who batman was before yesterday we just <laughs> yeah. found all this out last night we've been reading watching everything well it's yeah. like it, it, it's weird because I, i'm not the hugest dc fan but if it's like superhero content i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it even if it's mm-hmm. awful i'm going to watch it um and but like batman as much as i like it on dc all the time Batman and Batman's villains are ones that I can actually hold to like some kind of respect mm-hmm. compared to other DC things. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And and speaking to the Lego Batman, one of my favorite aspects of that movie is that they take the Joker and Batman relationship and almost give it like a romantic twist to it. Like they're scorned lovers and Zach Galifianakis as the it. Joker is great. Yeah. And Will Arnett and, kills it as Batman too. As much as he's great at delivering that comedic performance, I'd be down to have Will Arnett do like a serious Batman take. Like he's he's that good. I, and then just, um having in the Lego movie itself, having Channing Tatum as Superman and Jonah Hill as Green Lantern. Right. <laughs> and then just like bashing each other. And I gotta say, my favorite scene from that movie is when uh Batman's trying to hit the bot and he throws like ten batarangs at it. And when he finally mm. gets, he's like, first try. <laughs> <laughs> I just like there's definitely gotta be something romantic between the Joker and Batman with how obsessed they are with each other. Well they're kind sure. of like they're kind of two sides of a coin. They're kind of they I think they can relate to each other's madness in a sense. Well, like I they well, depending on what origin story for Joker, but similar traumas and then they end up going two different totally paths so it's a great look and analysis of a human psyche there's a lot of stuff like that in anime as well like um especially a lot of naruto stuff where it's like what would have happened if they actually took this route and did this and this and like how would this character have ended up if it wasn't for something as simple as like you know a helping hand um it kind of comes back to what we're saying about killing joker the way that movie ended and all the similarities and parallels between Batman and Joker are just like disturbing. I've just started my dive into anime. Well, I grew up watching uh, Naruto, but everybody told me to do My Hero Academia because being a superhero person, I'm gonna love it. So, yay! One, <laughs> Azima and Todoroki, love them. Yeah. So, like I'm in love with both of them. May, Wait, who's massive, the first one you said? Uh, Azime, Azaiwa, Azab. I'm probably saying Aizawa. the instructor. The Aizawa. Aizawa. Yes. Aizawa. Thank you. Yeah. Aizawa. Sorry, got see. I'm not an expert yet, so I promise I will get there. But Azawa and Todoroki, absolutely ah, love them. I love my massive, so massive crushes on them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the that line because you, you reminded me of it with anime is that like Todoroki and then Dobby, his older brother. Mm-hmm. Like they both have similar like things that happen to them because of endeavor, and but then you have one ending going the hero path and one going the the villain path. Yeah, yeah. The level of trauma that a lot of those characters have to go through, whether it be through the the story itself or stuff that they came into the series with, it's it's really deep. And that, it was one of those things where 
I'm not going to go into my hero too much because I won't stop. But like to have <laughs> that many people in a class right off the bat, like by the third episode and them actually manage to make you care about each one and understand where each one comes from is just yeah. incredible as a storyteller. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. No, I'm I'm so, like now 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 I'm now I'm on the anime train. So Yay! <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm gonna like like all of them, but you know, I yeah. started I started my path and I can see so many similarities to, you know, all the superhero stuff I love, which I figured I would, but at the same time I was hesitant because I was like, that's so much more content. <laughs> my goal as an anime lover is to get somebody to at least watch the first episode. And you have done that for me. You were Hell the yeah. one to convince me. You like you guys were the ones to convince me because I wanted to be able to listen to your guys' show more, and I know that you cover a lot of anime stuff. So it's only our second time, actually. Um, oh well, it's just like all the stuff that I've been seeing. I don't shut up about it. So yeah, <laughs> is the anime stuff that pops up. Sweet, that's music to my ears. Uh, I'm gonna go on to mine. I think it's no secret that Red Hood is my favorite. DC animated movie, whether it be just Batman or not. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit and talk mm. about um, Justice League Doom. It is a movie Ooh. where at the beginning of it, each hero of the Justice League is attacked by their greatest weakness. And it turns out that somebody had infiltrated the Batcave and Batman had intel on all of his teammates and they stole that intel and attacked the whole league. Uh, there's no continuity to this movie. It's just a one-off. But like the pure chaos that Batman's decisions made, and him still be like, "Yeah, I do it again," is just baffling. Of like who he is as a person. It's all about the mission. Yeah, Batman is a man who always has contingencies in place, even for the people that he supposedly trusts. So to have that backfire and him stick to that resolve is just a fascinating character study. He's one of the most competent heroes out there, but he is not without his flaws. So why you can never count him out against like, it's, it's why he can stand to somebody like Superman who it shouldn't logically make sense. Somebody with no powers against somebody with all the powers. But mm -hmm. when you have that mind that you prep for everything. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest detective in the world, that title does not come lightly. No. no. Yeah. But since you did bring up Under the Red Hood, I just have to mention I did watch it in preparation for this podcast. So um, I thought Jensen Ackles did a great job as the Red Hood. And then I went, I saw that he went on to actually voice Batman in the two-parter, The Long Halloween. So mm -hmm. after this podcast, I need to follow up and see how he did as Batman. Yeah, He's I've been planning on watching that tonight, too, just because uh, that's what Andrew covered and they were talking about the movie and how it was actually pretty well done so that's mm. on my list of things to watch before i get to watch the batman four days early i'm going on Ooh. tuesday and i have Whoa. much preparation to do that's exciting mm. yeah i got that anc email it's like you want to go a few days it's like yeah 100 yes, percent. Do. Yes, do. <laughs> don't ask me twice and i got my i got my seat in imax it's like right behind the handicap rail so i can kick my feet up I'm that's set. the spot mm -hmm. that's the spot that's always the spot you brought up Jensen Ackles as the voice. Would you all would you all rank Kevin Conroy as the elite Batman oh. voice? Yeah. I would like, say he is the Batman. Yeah, the <laughs> Batman, yes. Where would you rank him in terms of all 
time, all time Batman, even live action. Considering his tenure and how long he's been voicing him, I would probably put him as number one. Yeah. As far as the live action performances go, I am a Christian Bale guy. I just, like I said, Batman Begins is still my favorite, but there's no denying the staying power of Kevin Conroy and how much he did to define who Batman is. And not just Batman, but the way he does the subtle difference for Bruce Wayne. It's just a slight uptick in the register of his voice, but it makes the character completely different. That's, I that's mean, what he I've... had his he had his live action experience in Crisis on Infinite Earths too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which was really outstanding. Like I was wondering how they were going to pull that off, and like his his tone and his persona of Batman really did translate into live action, and it was actually like terrifying the drive and motive that he had to like want to kill uh Supergirl and Superman in that moment. Like he was a menace, and it was amazing. So. Um, I'm I'm part of the minority that really loves Batfleck, especially because that level of gritty action and him just beating the freaking daylights out of everyone in that warehouse. Like that is an unforgettable scene that put him at the top for me. But he still doesn't lap Kevin Conroy now knowing that he can nail a live action performance, too, especially with how much I love Batman Beyond. Like he he nailed that type of Bruce Wayne. I'm glad you brought that up about Crisis too. It was very cool to see him yeah. get to do it live action, even if it was just for a quick moment or a quick bit. It was but, everything. Yeah. It was everything. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess everybody got one in, and as expected, this was such an exciting topic that we didn't have a chance to go for a round two. So any like honorable <laughs> yeah. mentions that you guys just want to throw out there? Oof. Well, the name Diedrich Bader came up earlier and we talked, we made a couple of mentions to the Harley Quinn animated series, but that really is one of my favorite renditions of Batman. He's not the focus of that show by any means, but the few appearances that he does make are super uh, entertaining and the way that he kind of has to be a babysitter for this version of Gordon, I find absolutely hysterical. I I agree. It's probably like, Reed started watching it and then he recommended that show to me and it's very quickly become one of my favorite animated series to watch yeah. and I'm so excited for the next season mm-hmm. and I just love how pathetic Commissioner Gordon <laughs> 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 like, he is, like he is it's like Gordon's always like you're my best friend right like, <laughs> I need reassurance like I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just lights the bat signal just to talk about like his divorce and all that. It's oh like, my god! On. Stay on topic. <laughs> and then getting to see like you start at the beginnings of the Batgirl, and you get so, so many cool lines in there. It's just such a good show. Yeah. <laughs> such a good show. I mean, in regards to to other amazing shows that. Batman's not the primary focus, but just has an amazing preference. I can't not mention Young Justice. I absolutely love his That's depiction true. in that. Uh, the very few parts that he had are super impactful, and I get super excited whenever he comes up and just the relation between the whole Bat family in general. Like that's that's the show that started this podcast, and please go to... watch it over and over so that they don't cancel it. I'm trying to think because <laughs> I know somebody made a webtoon comic about the bat family because i think they may have started at least in production like an animated series of it which would be super cool and at least something to look forward to but i can't yeah. quite remember hmm. 
while you're looking that up on the subject of Young Justice, I just wanted to mention as the behind the scenes guy, um, that's Bruce Greenwood that does the voice of Batman for Young Justice. And I think as far as like voice performances go, like he's right behind Kevin Conroy. Like he does a super solid job voicing Batman. He did Batman in Under the Red Hood um, and various other incarnations there. I'm trying to see who the the voice actor for the DC animated universe was. Um, it might have been him. Jason I wouldn't be Omara? surprised. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good yeah, one Jason, too. Yeah. Jason Amara did Batman in all of those movies. Uh so while everybody was focused on how bad the DCEU was, it kind of slipped under the radar that DC actually had their own animated universe kind of with a similar uh layout to mcu where you know they refer to the other characters and the events of this you know uh affected the events of that and jason omara did hit batman in all 19 of those movies a lot i mean there was more batman movies than there was anything else rightfully so mm-hmm. uh, but just an awesome sequence even the most boring of all of them was still a fun watch justice league dark is by far my favorite out of those uh constantine and batman in the same room together like it's just amazing just the two most self-centered people having to work together is this is beautiful it is a fun watch you can watch that one on your own you don't need to watch the whole thing uh but if you do need a cinematic universe to binge the dc animated universe is definitely the way to go starting with flashpoint paradox yeah yeah um changing things up a little bit i'd be completely remiss if i did not bring up Batman Mask of the Phantasm. It was probably one of the first movies I saw in theaters. It it was directly in the continuity of Batman the Animated Series. It had a villain that I would love to see pop back in some fashion in the Phantasm. But um, we were talking about the noir and the like detective angle, and that that's one of the best stories in terms of like giving you a mystery um, to follow along the entire time. And it is kin friendly, so you don't see anything like gratuitous or over the top. But the illusions are there, and it's. A really gripping story. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. We could do a podcast about that movie alone. Yeah. It was probably the best theatrically released Batman until um, the Nolan film started coming out. I had heard of Mask of the Phantasm all my childhood. Never, never saw it. But now that it's on, it's really available on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to check that out. I highly it's like, I it. know I've seen it, but I can't recall any of it. It's good. It sounds like it. <laughs> After we're done with the with the Lego verse, we'll be sure to, to hit the classic Batman stuff. The uh, the Bat Family stuff. It's Batman Wayne Family Adventures. They're at least releasing stuff on webtoons, and they've released like short clips and videos. So I think it it it's looking like it will get picked up at okay. some point. Right on. Um. Which it looks very much like comedic and almost it almost kind of looks like they all live together at the same time rather than the storylines where it's like one at a time. It's like all the Robins shoved in one room together. Okay. Oh yeah, so just I, a couple of these snippets that I see right now. I yeah. mean, I love Jason Todd and the fact that he's in here is really cool. But it's just like it's everybody else like scowling at each other and Batman just sick of it. And there's one of him drinking coffee while everyone's bickering over the side. Yeah, this sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like big brother Batman, like everybody having to live in a house and coexist together at no, the same it's, time. It's it's more like dad Batman with like, oh, okay, too okay. many children. Like it's, it's all of his orphan children actually living in the same house at once. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, this looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So right now it's a comic and they've done like some flips, but I know it's very, very popular. So it would not surprise me getting picked up like ASAP. Yeah. Nightwing looks awesome. I'm, I'm totally down to read this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody brought it up, but also shout out to Batman Beyond. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. We, we mentioned a little bit with my, with Kevin Conroy as that Batman, yeah. but yeah, the first two episodes of that show alone are just so good gut-wrenching mm-hmm. uh terry mcginnis and everything that happened to his family and batman just being old and not being able to function like all of that was so good and then the movie return of the joker mm-hmm. watching that again as an adult i was not okay because i don't think i fully understood like what happened and who tim drake was and like what what the events of that movie actually meant and man <laughs> that movie's up there it's really good and and that suit, Terry's suit. Terry's suit is so sick. Oh yeah, uh, he did Iron Man before. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, I feel like Spider Man twenty ninety nine was heavily influenced by Batman Beyond as well. Hmm. I think Batman Beyond just did it better, and I'm a Spider Man yeah. super fan. But, right on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a few more just to do a quick rapid fire of. We talked a little bit about Adam West, but I wanted to mention the return of the Cape Crusaders. It was kind of bringing back the classic uh, 60s series and and you had Adam West come back to voice him. And then in part two, it was Two-Face. And one of the things about that classic 60s series is that they tried multiple times to bring William Shatner um, in as Two-Face, but it never happened. So then for the second movie, they actually got William Shatner to voice Two-Face. And that was actually Adam's Adam West's final performance as Batman. So they're pretty campy. They're pretty tongue-in-cheek. But hmm. um, if you're a fan of, of all things Batman, it's worth the watch. And then um, a couple that I have not seen, but I want to see just because they seem like such different takes and kind of different vignettes on the tried and true story of Batman. I want to see Batman Ninja. um, And then I want to see Gotham by Gaslight. I don't know if anyone here has seen either of those. I've heard I've heard good things about Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah. Okay. I've heard good things about that one. Not such good things about Ninja. Okay. Okay. Uh, th- those are ones that I don't know. I guess I was waiting to just hear more about before I gave it a try. Okay, that's at fair. At risk of like content overload. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, and then the last last little thing I'll mention here is this is technically animation. There's animation used. Um, I wanted to bring up the Arkham series just because I feel like it's one of the best versions of batman in terms of just taking the fantastical elements the noir elements and just really bringing it to life in the in the best way possible those games are just excellent and then um actually the telltale video game as well is um i feel like they took like john ham and made him batman for that particular series but it did a couple of different things like it had um a like skinny version of the penguin and kind of like tied his story back to uh, the Wayne family, and it seems like based on the trailers we've gotten for the Batman, there's going to be some intrigue about, you know, maybe the Wayne family was not as scrupulous as they appeared, and maybe they have a, a darker history. I like it. I like the idea of a skinny Joker or a skinny penguin. Yeah. <laughs> Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> and don't forget to put uh, Justice League Dark on that list. Oh, yeah. Things we'll do. to consume. Uh, we'll do. Yeah. Man, I got a list of like which Batman movie that I want to watch tonight. But as we always say, we love 
hearing from the listeners as well. So please send us an email, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter, telling us your favorite animated Batman content. Don't limit yourself to one. If you don't want to, we'd be happy to hear them all. And repeating again, make sure you check out the three, two, three with Reed Murphy. Uh, I got to hop on one of the episodes, go commanders. Uh, it was super fun talking and definitely looking forward to the episodes to come. If you're going to be at Awesome Con, please check out Emily Sissel and all her amazing work. She's probably one of the coolest teachers I have ever talked to. And her method of using comic books in the classroom is truly believable. Unbelievable. Uh, Jay Scott, you got anything to plug? Nothing to plug. I just want to thank our guests, Reed and Emily, for their time and their voices. This was a really fun conversation. And uh, thanks to all the listeners for all the support we've gotten. We're coming up on a year here pretty soon. Um, with that in mind, if you like what we're doing here, it's a great time to leave us a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Um, it'd be great for the growth of the show. And just give us a share. If you have somebody in your life that loves animated content and think they would appreciate our our thoughts and opinions, and please uh, pass us along. We definitely appreciate it. So thanks for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. Stay well, Gotham. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time and remember, stay whelmed. Feeling a little imbalanced? Downtown's Healthcare can help. Their friendly team of medical experts will tailor highly optimized chronic pain, aesthetics, and men's and women's health procedures to fit your lifestyle. Give us a call to get started, 303-292-9992. When it's time to give a truly special gift to that special someone in your life, why not turn to a jeweler you can trust? Solomon Brothers Jewelers is a family-owned business that's earned Atlanta's trust for decades with high quality, low prices, and the largest selection. Solomon Brothers has thousands of wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds in stock. Shop Solomon Brothers online at SolomonBrothers.com, SolomonBrothers.com, or stop by stores with locations in Buckhead or Alpharetta and experience the best. You're invited to explore Cypress Swamps, and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdoor adventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdoor adventure. Mississippi, Wanderers, welcome. There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun, but to the smoking tire, the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. Because on this highway, the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark.